What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you as we always do from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And joining me, as they do each week, are my co- cohorts, my compadres, my partners in crime. You could say that because there's three of us, we are half of the Sinister Six. Ladies uh, and- we're kind of the size of the Sinister Six. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So with that being said, first up, he is he. if he was going to be a member of the Sinister Six, I guarantee he would be the Green Goblin. Because he definitely is the Norman Osborn of our group. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Ron. What's happening? And the other man in this room, he doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang, and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend, rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. And uh, let's be honest, if this was the Sinister Six, you would be the lizard for obvious reasons. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. I mean, after a couple of drinks, I'm Doc Ock with my eight hands. <laughs> You've no. all seen it. You've all felt it. No, 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 no. Because that, that means you would get handsy. Uh, you're more of the creeper, so you're the lizard. <laughs> I mean, so if I'm the Norman Osborn, does that make me the Deathstroke in the D- if we were in D.C.? Maybe. So, I can see that. I can see that. So that makes me the one that's most likely to go with the younger age girl. Because uh, well, <laughs> been both storylines. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when you hit the head on the nose, you hit the head on the nose. I'm just asking. I'm asking for a friend. But also, if you're Norman Osborn, if you go by a specific storyline, you could also be considered the Bill Cosby of comic books. <laughs> we, <laughs> there's we, so many. Like, we, on both sides of Marvel and DC, there's so many screwed up stories listen if you ever really went in and uh if if if, if anybody would go back in time and read some of those storylines what is your favorite by the way actually just bring it up not top three and you feel free to not answer if you don't have one but what is right now your if, just bringing it up your favorite fucked up comic book story arc the beautiful love story between quicksilver and the scarlet witch oh, oh jesus, jesus. <laughs> ron Probably the Judas contract with Deathstroke and Tara and Ooh. finding out that he was basically just raping her when she was like 14. Listen. And, and yeah, and then yeah. made her made her into a spy. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like that. That's that. that You find that like halfway through and you're just like, and they even hit on it in the in the animated movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. pretty, well, pretty w- without pulling the Harley. You want to rev up your Harley scene from the animated series. Okay. Like it, it's it's there and they almost did it in Young Justice, too. I'm just going to throw out there to be a little more lighthearted, and by lighthearted, I mean not rapey. Uh, you know, the fact that uh, the end of Mary Jane Watson <laughs> was she died from Spider-Man's cancerous sperm. <laughs> or the Norman Osborn against, you know, uh, well, Gwen Stacy. Hey, we were, we were staying away from that one. <laughs> oh. Hence where I made the joke earlier, okay? The Bill Cosbys. Oh. Although, you know, Black Canary and Batman getting it on after uh, Bruce just kills a bunch of people, you know, this is always a fun one. Yeah, I mean it's the like most natural aphrodisiac well, in the world. By the way, well, Ali, Ali wasn't Ali wasn't even cold in the ground yet. No, he wasn't. And then then there <laughs> and was then he comes back. Then there's the the Batman Beyond where Bruce is flicking through all the girls, and it's like Barbara Gordon, Zentara, 
uh, uh, Selena Kyle, and like although like, and he's just and everyone he's just got that yep smirk, and you're just <laughs> he's like, like he's looking at oh. all his conquests, <laughs> and you're just like his uh, little black uh, bat book, and then and then you know and then the the time and then the other story arc with Robin showing up going, Barbara's Gordon or Barbara's pregnant, huh? So you want a congratulations? He's like, you know, it's not mine. I wasn't here. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Wait a minute. I have that. Why am I why am I saying it when I can just go? Wait. Wait. Ow! Oh, and boom goes the dynamite. Bat punch to the belly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the worst Robin moment or being beat to death with a with a crowbar? I don't know. Uh, well, the, the worst Barbara Gordon moment isn't even getting shot. Is the fact that yeah. Dick oh, yeah. showed up and gave her the dick and said, Yeah, I'm marrying a Starfire tomorrow. Have a nice one. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, with that being said, having a lot, we're having a blast there. There's a little impromptu for y'all. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. It's a little impromptu. I'm the one that did the introductions, but uh, let's move along to how everybody's week was. And uh, we'll start doing it backwards. We'll start with Diesel this time because I've heard that Diesel has a rather interesting <laughs> week. All right. We finally rejoined the story of Lothario, Diggler, and Friends in D&D. Our conquest... Um, uh, Lothario Diggler might have pissed off 80% of his party, but I was playing in character, and I fully stand behind what I was doing. We were with an NPC, and we were going to go kill this other wizard. And the wizard was described as this, you know, beautiful, uh, I'm going to butcher it, Air Ganashi? Oh, the air, the, the air elemental people. You know, air yeah. Ganashi. Who, who was a illusionist yeah. and... I would say that my bard was enthralled with his yeah. illusions and stuff like that, and I uh, I uh, switched sides. Now, theoretically, let me throw this out there, though. My plan was, hey, he's pointing a giant ballista at us. Let me get out of the way, because I was almost killed by a ballista last session. <laughs> so, And then I was like, all right, let me try to befriend him, and we got to steal this jewel so I can do that easier from over here. Um, and I used the suggestion to tell the other NPC character to just walk away. Nice. And apparently, uh, suggestion is really powerful. <laughs> uh, yes, for the most part. It, it, I mean, it has to save, so it's yeah. either, it either happens or it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so, it, it happened. Yeah. Um, the rest of my party kind of threw a hissy fit and just abandoned ship and started going downstairs on the giant siege monster and started pulling levers and buttons and switches and shit. Which then turned off the monster, the sentient siege monster, so where I could grab the jewel, which was a mistake. And I met some, like, demon who, like, <laughs> tried to take over my body. That was a little weird. Yeah, but you kind of liked it. Um, but, so I got the jewel out the easiest way possible. Then the Air Ganashi uh, kind of left me scorned and was like, oh, we could have had a fun relationship. Took it and then ran off. <laughs> so, yeah, I pissed so, everybody off, wait. but... Ow! And boom goes the dynamite. Oh, that story got me hot. Yeah, <laughs> so, I should have had you play sexy music and say it real in the sexy voice. So uh, we wind up getting uh, off the thing, going back to town. I, I'm sure you got off the thing. <laughs> I convinced everybody that my plan was to like try to like backstab this guy to get the jewel, which was kind of the truth, kind of not. Because I was, we were we were essentially in a Mexican standoff too between the two NPCs, and I was like, oh, "If no one's going to do anything, I'm going to do something." Right? Because everyone's just looking around at the table. I'm like, "All right, fuck, I'll do it." Um, 
So now we set up a trap for this guy in some town after some sexual hypnosis, which, man, I have given our DM all sorts of lessons in life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I annoyed half the party pretty solidly, and I don't care. It was a lot of fun. I wouldn't have cared either. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, we we got a trap set for the Arganashi, and that's where we left off because it's going to take a while to go through that encounter, apparently, and it was going to get until like 10 o'clock. But then this week here at Dragon Master Games, I played in a lot of Magic the Gathering tournaments. And you decided to pick up what game now? <laughs> After Saturday, I seriously contemplated either playing Pokemon or Digimon, or even Vanguard, because I went one in four. I was going to play the entire thing because I got a big tournament next weekend, but after my round five, I was so disgusted that I was just like, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. So uh, Eldrazi Tron was not good to me on the first outing. Um, really bad uh, pairings where I played against decks that were pretty much designed to beat that deck. And when it's not being around, it's... And then, uh, so yeah, I went one and four, but I had a great time. It was, it was fun playing the deck. The few matches, uh, games where it did go off, it was like, oh, this feels really cool. Nice. And then Sunday was the uh, Game Store Championships, and uh, round one I had to buy. Round two I beat one of the top decks in the most amazing fashion ever. And I was like, ooh, this deck is actually pretty cool. And then I chopped for the, the prize. So it was a busy week for gaming. We had D&D and a lot of magic. And I got more magic next weekend at a 5K. Ah, cool. Cool. You have to keep us posted. Yep. Oh, Ronald. Mm-hmm. What, how was your week? Oh, uh, Well, it was good on the fact that I was on vacation. So I started off the week with working overtime last set, Sunday. And then started off on my vacation week. Uh, early, early on, just did some stuff around the house. Finally getting it somewhat clean. Uh, then... Wednesday had our Wednesday game group. We're still working through book nine out of 13 of Dungeon in a Box. Uh, we are to the point at the end of this book. I think this next week we'll be through the end of it now. So that'll be a, finally a plus. It kind of stagged a little bit. We had more uh, jokes around the table and all that stuff, which were actually, you know, a good time. Like, just when something happens, just telling the jokes and stuff. Uh, yes, they are. You should have been there jokes, so I'm not going to sit there and. <laughs> tell you all about those but uh then uh we had the friday group which uh we uh billy's son had turned 21 since our last group so we did pizza wings and cake for him and then we you know continued through a tomb of annihilation and they're working you know they got one more shrine to hit before they get into the temple and trying to tell the guy you know trying to tell uh, austin that you know you are the barbarian you should probably be in front and they actually rolled the random encounter to meet the King of Feathers. And they ran like bitches. So I just had him teleport away. <laughs> it's the King of Feathers, man. Just throw a fireball at it. It's going to uh, go up like a goddamn and, down pillow. And it's a G- giant T-Rex with legendary powers. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, that shit, guys. Oh, it, it, I was ready to. I mean, but that's, I like usually, that's usually Ron's group's uh, response. <laughs> So I was going to, and, but like, I was like, they kind of put themselves in a corner. And if I really wanted to, I would have, it would have been a TPK. Just a quick D&D question. Yes. Just because you meet an NPC first, does that mean he's the more trustworthy one of the two when posed with this guy's meant to kill this guy? And this guy was like, hey, don't kill me. No. I mean, you can, if you really feel the other NPC is a better choice and you should go with the other choice. Like, yeah. It's, you, it, that's the whole part of the game. Like you can make those decisions. Yeah, everyone was pissed off. Like, well, we're on a mission to kill this guy. And I was like, yeah, but 
just because we met him first doesn't mean he's the correct one. Yeah. Well, Fuck that guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get it. Like, we're on a mission to kill this guy. Yes, it's there. But what if that guy, what if him dying is the catalyst to the end of the world? I'm not even thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, why should I trust one NPC over another? Right, just because we met him first. It's just yeah. a weird thing. And, yeah. like, they were all butthurt about it. And yeah. It made me happy. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm with you. But, you know, overall, one, uh, Friday group was uh, pretty good. Uh, then and then from Saturday from 6 p.m. to today, I have worked 32 hours. <laughs> something something like that. Maybe, maybe 28 hours. Damn. And 16 of it was overtime. Nice. Wow. So I'm a little tired. A little tired. A little wired. But, uh, well, you know, that leaves my week. Uh, first and foremost, let's just say a lot of my week I'm not going to rehash over because I watched a shit ton of wrestling this past weekend. Uh, we'll be talking all about it on 607 TWS. You can either watch that live on uh, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday night, or the replay is up for as long as it goes for like 14 days, or you can listen to it in podcast form just by searching 607 TWS. It's its own channel now, so uh, make sure you are signed up for that if you're into wrestling talk. Uh, but yeah, we watched uh, both nights of GCW, which were really good. We watched the AAA Triple Mania Regia show, which nice. was it was it had its moments, and uh, we also watched NXT War War Games. I forgot that was amongst on, but I was other things. Yeah, yeah, you didn't miss much. No, okay. you were telling me uh, you were watching some other promotion that Joker was on. Yes, ETU. Ooh. It's a it's a new uh, promotion. Just started up. It was their first? It was their inaugural show. They have Larry Legend as their uh, ring announcer, and it was coming from. Us from New Jersey, and it was on IWTV. So there's some some great stuff there. Uh, so that's kind of what I did all weekend long was watched a lot of wrestling. Uh, so if you're into wrestling, 607 TWS, we're going to be recapping all of that and more. Uh, but also, also uh, Thursday night, I went out with uh, my work group, and we saw Resident <laughs> Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, Ron gave you his little tidbit last week, so I'm going to just jump onto that because now I've seen the movie. And uh, whew. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not. I can't recommend this movie to anybody. I, I'm going to start with that. But I will say this: uh, it looked good. It, there was parts of it that looked just like the video game. So if you're fans of the video game, there's a lot of cool stuff in it for you there. But uh, I think they rushed the story. They mixed uh, the first game and the second game mm-hmm. together. And so it came out convoluted instead of just doing one game and then the next game is a different movie, which I think might have made it better. And the dialogue was a complete shit. And the acting was pretty bad as well. Um, So I I agreed with uh, Ron. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. And at least if you're a fan of the Resident Evil games, you'll take away the the cool imagery because some of it's straight out the video game pretty much in real life. So they did a good job with that. So I'm giving it also a 2 out of 5 on the nerd scale. Uh, So you've been warned. Uh, but it was it wasn't very good. Uh, I, I famously, uh, my coworker Brian said it best. He was like, "Listen, um, uh, the way I feel about this movie is, I saw it. I don't necessarily regret seeing it, but I also can tell you I'll never watch it again." Yes. <laughs> so it, I, I think that's the best way to put it. I, I probably will never watch it again. So uh, there you go. That was there's Raccoon's. Uh, yeah, here, <laughs> welcome here. to Raccoon City. Here's all the major characters that you know and love. And here are all the red shirts that you have no idea who they are. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then there's also, like, the like what really pissed me off is they made Leon Kennedy a little bitch. Like, like yeah. without giving it away. Yeah. Like, he was a badass in the games, and then yeah. he's, like, a little bitch. Well, I just he doesn't find, know how to fire a gun. And he, well, and he's... Well, yeah, so and, told and, you, and, well, we won't talk about and, it. And then, then, yeah, but he's, but he's sleeping all the time. 
Yes, because he's, he's working the night shift. Okay, because he's it. drunk. Because he wakes up and takes a sip of beer is the first thing he does. Yeah, but still, he, he wakes up. He's been sleeping all day. He goes to work at midnight or whatever time because it was like ten thirty, and they had to go get food first, so it had to be around midnight. And then he's a couple hours later. He's at the police station at the watch desk. Sleeping again. Sleeping again already. <laughs> By the way, he sleeps harder than Diesel. Yes. Harder, harder it, than me than Uncle Drew. Yes, yeah. I don't want to ruin it, so we won't tell you how we know this, but just, just if you're a fan of the games, wait for it to come out on a on a, on a streaming service and watch it then, because yeah. uh, it's not really, you're still probably not going to like it, but it's, it's, it's worth a watch just for the uh, scenery and stuff. They did a good job with that. That's all I can say. But with that being said, uh, that's how our week was. We hope everybody at home had a great week as well. But uh, we need to do them open and plug. So uh, if you would like to hit us up and talk, uh, ask us to talk about whatever you would like to, a movie you might want us to review, some news that you would like us to know, if you have something you'd like us to promote or anything else like that, you can hit us up on them social medias, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Uh, like and share that page. Of course, we're at 3 Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. And remember, it is the number three, not the letter three, whenever you're talking about the show. Of course, we are at 8122productions.com for all the information about the show, including not just this show, but Horror Zone 607, 607TWS, and so much more. I'll find out about the bands of the show, like Shout at the Robots, who does our theme music. Thank you, thank those guys, and so much more. And also, you can find out about the T Public Store. We got that, that Merry Nerdmas shirt up. It's uh, Ugly Christmas, and there is a sale going on, so go ahead and grab it. Oh, it's hot and it's on sale. And, of course, we also uh, have the links for twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night you can watch 607TWS live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we are live for pay-per-views and stuff. We do have a side note for that. Actually, I'm going to announce it right now. On uh, on Monday, on, on Saturday, we were going to watch UFC. We're not. We are actually going to be doing the live uh, for Final Battle. ROH's last wrestling show, possibly until April. So we're going to do it for Final Battle. So we'll be live uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this upcoming Saturday, if you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, for uh, Ring of Honor's Final Battle. So there you go. We'll be live there for as well. Uh, and so much more. Make sure you're following the channel to get the updates and following us on social media so you know when we're going live. And of course, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a bunch of cool bonus content, you can do that over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Visit it out. Help support the show. It supports the streams. It supports the podcast and everything else we do. And if you have problems remembering anything I just said, just look at the liner notes to this show and the links are down there for you. Yeah, Diesel, if, uh, you'll be out of town, but uh, we'll be watching Final Battle because uh, that could possibly be the last ROH show. What time does it start? Uh, 8 p.m., so you might be back. I might be back. If, if you're back and want to join, we'll be here watching it. Okay. With that being said, though, folks, we got a lot to talk about, so it's time to open this up for... This week's edition of the Nerd News. Bam, bam, bam. This gets me. Uh, this gets me excited. All sorts of excited. I love it. Uh, but with that being said, let's start off. I thought this was going to be the one week where we were going to be talking zero <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> and, and then, then Ron came on. <laughs> then we got our first look at the sequel 
to, of course, one of the finer Spider-Man movies, Into the Spider-Verse. If you guys are not familiar, uh, Into the Spider-Verse was an amazing movie, uh, animated film that took place a couple years ago, and we are going to get the sequel in 2022, and I'm reading this off of a Heroic Hollywood. We'll talk about the, the, for the little teaser we got, but before that, uh, this is from Heroic Hollywood. Nearly four years after the original film hit theaters, the sequel to the Academy Award-winning animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, is finally set to hit theaters on October 7th, 2022. The sequel, which will feature the return of Miles Morales, Shamik Moore, Gwen Stacy slash Spider-Gwen, Haley Stanfield, and Peter B. Parker, Jake Johnson, as well as newcomer Jessica Drew slash Spider-Woman, Issa Rae, looks to expand upon the imaginative animated universe established from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller's animated acclaimed, acclaimed film. Uh, so, along with that news, we got the little uh, teaser. I'm going to start with you, Ron, because I know you're a huge fan of Into the Spider-Verse. How did you feel about the little uh, first little teases we got for this sequel? I'm good with it, as it's you know it seems to be taken off the place. Uh, Gwen reaches out to Morales, and like they're hanging out, but Morales is grounded. Yeah. And he's like, uh... And you find out, you know, obviously, the love crush on Gwen. Okay, fine, we knew it was there. And then, uh, then it just cuts to a scene where it's just... Spider-Man 2099 just whooping the shit out of Miles. Like he doesn't even get an offensive move in that in that little scene, and that's it. Nor should he, because Spider-Man 2099 is oh. the best Spider-Man. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> I I, I love that story arc. Yeah. Actually, it was way better than I thought yeah. it would be. It was it's so good that they keep bringing him back. Like, yeah. um, but like like he's just and he he gets like no offensive moves. So I don't know. You know, we'll, obviously when the movie comes out, we'll find out if it's because he's like, oh, you're a Spider-Man. I don't want to fight you, or if it's. <laughs> He gets the around the spider sense yeah. or whatever. Yeah, or if it's really the fact that he's just getting his ass yeah. which would be even more epic, I yeah. think. Uh, but overall, it, it's same same art style. Uh, seems like the same concept. You know, some, something's going to happen in the multiverse. They got to fix it, and I'm fine with if this is what it is, because yeah. this is the story to tell in animated form. It doesn't need to be live action. Like, let, let's be honest. <laughs> Well, we're, we're going to find that out soon, I have well, a feeling. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, what they're doing in the MCU is fine. Yeah. I, but, like, this Spider-Verse story is really, like, just keep it that way. That's my take. I agree. What do you think, Diesel? I'm super excited. I was actually just having this conversation last night at dinner, uh, uh, praising how good Into the Spider-Verse was. And, like, because uh, somebody was like, oh, I still haven't seen it. I'm like, you, you need to. It's probably yeah. the best Spider-Man story ever told on screen. And... The continuation of it, I'm all for it. Like I, I went in like after you guys had seen it. And you're just like, oh, you, you gotta watch it. It's really yeah. good. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I was like, why did I drag my feet on this? This is amazing. Yeah, like, I, and this still the continuation just still looks amazing. Yeah. Even rewatching it, it's still yeah, that's good. I agree. I, I cannot wait for this. I, I love the little teasers they gave us, making you a little excited about who who or who may be showing up in the new movie. I uh, cannot wait till October for it to come out. So uh, I guess there's another reason to live, at least until October of 2022. Uh, we'll stay with Marvel because we have a trifecta of MCU news. And uh, this is from comicbook.com. Uh, they report that Destin... Destin Daniel Creighton, I hope I said his name right, has inked a new overall deal with Marvel Studios and Hulu's Onyx Collective, and part of that deal is developing not only a theatrical sequel to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, but also a Disney Plus series, presumably spinning out of the events of that movie. The filmmaker who directed Shang-Chi, one of the biggest movies of 2021, was already an up-and-coming director before joining the Marvel Universe. Now it seems he will spend a little more time uh, there over the next few years, while also 
also developing programming for Hulu and Disney+. Plus. In addition to this, uh, his, his as-yet-unknown MCU Disney Plus show, Creighton has uh, another comic book adaptation set up at the streamer, although it's not what you might expect. The filmmaker recently announced a series based on former action comics writer Jing Luen Yang's uh, acclaimed Ya graphic novel, American Born Chinese. Uh, this is uh, this is a quote from uh, the president of Freeform and Onyx Collective, Tara Duncan, uh, given to us by uh, Deadline. It says, Destin is a powerhouse storyteller with impeccable taste in material. As we continue to expand our roster, Destin's uh, unique voice will help usher in an exciting slate of content for our global audience. Uh, listen, I love Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. So for this, Diesel, how are you feeling about these announcements about uh, the future of Shang-Chi, amongst other projects, that uh, Mr. Creighton will be bringing us? Yeah, it sounds great. Um, we already assumed that there was going to be a sequel, and uh, based off of, you know, not to give anything away, but from the post credit scene, that there was probably going to be a spinoff show based off of that. Now, we're still not sure what it's going to be. Uh, it might be based off something that comes out in this movie, but we went in with so such low expectations, and... The movie was just solid. Like yeah. it blew us our expectations away, and it was just a solid movie. And the world that they're creating in there within the MCU is really enjoyable. So I, I cannot wait to go back. Good points, Diesel. Ron, what do you think about the news? No, it's a solid movie all the way around. And like Diesel said, like this definitely we assumed would be getting a sequel, especially how it ended. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. It's on Disney Plus. I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Loved it. Still, like this is going to be a great arc. And yes, it's probably going to take the place of Iron Fist. I get it. Fine, whatever. I don't care because it was that good. I can agree with you. I, I love. I like. I said. I, there's no more I can do to put over Shang Chi. Yeah. I cannot wait to see Shang Chi as part of the MCU as a whole. More of the sequel. Everything. Just give it to me. You know. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the stance on it and just let everybody know. I feel like Dave Batista right now. Give me what I want. That's right. Give me what I want. Damn yeah, Dave. Big Dave. I want some big Dave action too. <laughs> awesome. We're gonna get that next year because we got the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special in 2022. Just uh, you could have that Batista action. I want some of the Aquafina action. Ooh, Aquafina, <laughs> she was great, man. She was. I was gonna throw it out there. All right, so I told you we had a trifecta of MCU news. Uh, so I'm gonna give a little P PSA, PSA time before we jump into this, ladies and gentlemen. The internet's been around for a while. Facebook has been around for a while. Algorithms have been around for a while. So you realize that headlines of stories are going to be clickbaity because websites make money by getting you to click on their stories. So it was no surprise to me that this past weekend, when this story hit the news cycle, the good Lord, everybody ran with this <laughs> because I saw some really questionable clickbaity titles like, in, you know, breaking news. Charlie Cox to return in No Way Home. Breaking news, Daredevil will be featured in Spider-Man film. Yeah. Uh, I saw those, and people were running with it because they didn't read the article. Uh, and I, I got to give credit where credit is due to comicbook.com because literally their article was titled, Marvel's Kevin Fahey confirms Charlie Cox will be the MCU's Daredevil. Yep. So, and if you read the article, which we're going to read you the part that is important... Is exactly what it sounds like because, according to this, uh, actually, according to an interview with Sean O'Connell of Cinema Blend, 
Marvel Studios boss Kevin Fahey confirmed that when Daredevil is brought back into the fold, Charlie Cox will be the one playing him. If you were to see Daredevil in an upcoming in an upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil, Fahey said. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that, remains to be seen. Once again, the master... All puns intended. All puns intended. <laughs> uh, but I just want to point this out. The master of the word game. Now, do I think we'll see Charlie Cox in Spider-Man No Way Home? Absolutely. I think that uh, when P- young Peter is in that police station, we are going to see his attorney is going to be Matt Burdock. Do I think he'll be Daredevil? Maybe, maybe not during the movie. We may or may not see a Daredevil appearance. But we'll see a Matt Burdock appearance, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Also, I would not be surprised in the in the bonus scene if we don't see one Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? I'm just throwing it out there. No spoilers, but uh, allegedly we've, yeah. we were getting Kingpin back, Kingpin back sooner than we thought. <laughs> I was, say that five <laughs> times fast, by the way. Uh, but uh, with that being said, all, all things aside, we already explained clickbait. How do you guys feel about the fact that they're going to keep the horse, which is Charlie Cox? And I love the fact uh, he was a great daredevil, so I'm excited about it. How do yeah. you guys feel, which is important? Ronald. Oh, I'm good with it. And, yes, it is. You know, a lot of these things have been clickbait. There was a couple other stories I stumbled across that I didn't even send because it was like uh, the Punisher there, like, saying he will not play a friendly version of the Punisher. He's done with the MCU. Like, I don't think there's ever been an offer yet if yeah. they're going to continue yet or not. That's why I didn't click on it. I didn't send it. Like, and it's all... It's like, look, I get it, people. You want, you want it, and okay, you can. You, you're not the first one to sit here and say we knew he was going to be in No Way Home. You see a attorney with yeah. Parker, like it, it, probably going to be because it kind of the same built. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and it, it makes sense because yeah. of the locations yeah. and yes, all that. Like, oh, wait, way to go. You know, with your Mountain Dew in hand and eating a hoe, you figured it out, people. It's like the jabroni from the Real One fucking music video. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. It all goes back to Real One. Uh, we love our some Enzo Amore. Well, let's get out of the uh, MCU and go into another huge blockbuster movie that will be coming out here in December very soon. December 22nd, to be exact. And that, of course, is the return of the franchise, The Matrix. And uh, teaser or not. And Diesel Movie Club this week, we will be reviewing the original Matrix uh, for that. So stick around at the end of the show. We'll be giving you a full review of the Matrix. But uh, with that being said, uh, Warner Brothers released the second full-length trailer for the Matrix Resurrections on Monday, pulling back the curtain on the mysterious just a little bit more and teasing the role of Jada Pinkett Smith's Niobe. Not only did we finally get some new footage from the fourth Matrix film, but the arrival of the new trailer also brought with it the ability to buy tickets for the movie's debut on December 20. Second, uh, Diesel, since you are the one that is the most rock hard for this movie, how did you feel about the second trailer? Uh, the second trailer was amazing. I I highly recommend you watch the trailer, actually, because it does not give more away. It, it just makes you more confused. The right. trailer, the scenes that they put into that trailer, I was like, all right, now I'm seeing the comparisons to the older movies. There was a lot of flashbacks to right. the original movie uh, scenes. Um, and you can see the comparisons, like you get your first look at the Oracle again, you figure out, I'm not sure if it's the legit, but what Agent Smith is now, and they kind of turn it over, it's not so much about Neo as the important one, but Trinity has to make the choice. And everything that they showed in there looked really cool, 
And I cannot wait for this fucking movie. I yeah. really can't. Like, this trailer got me. Like, I was already at 100. Now I'm like 300. <laughs> this trailer got me going. I was like, I love oh. you, 3,000. Yeah. Oh, this, <laughs> this one got me. I was like, I thought I had a basic grasp of what was going on. And I don't think I, I was 10% and we correct. <laughs> nice. So, I this looks really good. I. I'm hoping it's not like Matrix Two or Matrix Three. I'm given my I'm putting the expectations really high. Lana Wachowski, don't disappoint me, please. I need this right now. <laughs> You'd only disappoint her. <laughs> oh, anybody got anything? I, I, didn't, I didn't have time to watch the trailer. I was working a lot of overtime this last you know couple days, like I said. So I didn't break down to watch the trailer yet. Sorry, I'll get to it. I, I, I dug it, but here's here's the important part, Ron. I just checked on tickets. You do not have to pay a premium on them. So it's just Sony being dicks. It was just Sony yeah. and Spider-Man. But yeah. there's no premium on opening day tickets. By the way, it is a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday that this movie yeah, because, opens because of Christmas being yeah, on. Yeah. Christmas Eve is Friday. Christmas Day is Saturday. So they are opening on a Wednesday. Nice. Uh, I don't know if that means there's a Tuesday preview. I doubt it. I think it's just going to be a yeah. Wednesday. Uh, so there is tickets already available in our local market. Uh, I will make sure we get ours because I know me and Diesel will line to be there. And Ron, if he has time. Yeah, uh, are you on vacation, Ron? Yeah. Or is it after that that you go no, on vacation? No, I, I got... Five more, five, six, peak, peak, peak. six more days with one day I can burn, and I might split that into two, so I don't, I can leave it ten. Little, inside. little, little peak behind the curtain for Ron. Ron, for as long as I've known him, like it literally had almost the entire month of December off for the longest time. Well, I couldn't do it this year because people took my weeks. Well, so don't you know, Ron is a man of leisure. <laughs> Ron does not work December. <laughs> well, considering holy losers do. Oh shit, that's me and you, son of a bitch. Con- considering I started in October. I've had three weeks off already, so in the last, yeah. you know, 12, 15 weeks, like, I've only, yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest, like, <laughs> the end of the, I, I suffer through it for the beginning of the year, to the end of the year, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You're a man of leisure. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, we're excited to see it, and we will definitely be reviewing that on this program. Uh, with that being said, let's go on. Uh, fan favorite actor and star of the Suicide Squad, and hopefully I don't butcher his name because I never know how to say it, David Dash, Dash a million? No, Dash, Dash, Dash. How do, how no, you messed me up because not Dash a million. I, I don't know. David D. from <laughs> hit movies such as Suicide Squad and Dune. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, he is, uh, he's been signed on to uh, star, but via the Hollywood Reporter, he's been signed on to star in the Boston Strangler movie from 20th Century Studios. The cast of Boston Strangler also includes Kira Knightley, Carrie Coon from uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Alessandro Navallo and Chris Cooper. What the hell has Karen Knightley been up to since Pirates I don't know. Of the Ooh, Chris Cooper. I love me some Chris Cooper. Yeah, Chris Cooper is in this movie. Yeah. Also, I really like Carrie Coon in uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. She played the mother in Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, David D, as you pointed out, <laughs> being uh, the Boston Strangler? I think this is perfect casting, and whoever's the casting director gets a gold star. <laughs> Expand your horizons. Don't always be the creepy guy. You don't want to be typecast. No, screw that. You're perfect as this. I fully support this. This is. I'm hoping this is like Zodiac level fucking movie quality too. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Can't wait to see it. I will definitely be checking this movie out, and I know you will be as well. And probably Ron. Dolph Smalchin. Das Malchin? Yes. Das Malchin. Das Thank Malchin. you. David Das Malchin. You know yeah, what the best part sure is? He told, me how, he told me how, yeah, to spell well, it, how to say it earlier, and I still fucked it well, up. Well, but then you said it, and I got me all confused. I had to look at it. But he's coming. he's got another movie that he's in that's coming out that I think you'll enjoy. It probably won't. He won't do because it's about a, a Dracula. Ooh, oh, act, yeah. Renfield. I, I, Renfield, isn't it? Or no? It's, it's, he's on the boat. Oh, okay. He, he's, it's, it's, it's like in Bram Stoker's Dracula, you hear the little story that he 
he came over on a boat. It's the story of them him on the boat. Interesting. And he and Dracula. Because there's a, there's a Renfield movie coming out that I know Nick Cage is playing Dracula in. Yeah, True no. story. We talked about it on uh, Horizon Six or Seven. Uh, I actually, think you're confusing this with Morbius because Morbius is on a boat too. No, they no, but that's dude. How no, great they, would it that's be? where they're stealing that story yeah. arc is from Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula. Uh, ready for this? How great would it be if when he's on the boat, we just hear fucking uh, the Lonely Island? I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. I'm in. Uh, let's La- last voyage of the. Demeter, D E M E T E R, Demeter. Okay, Demeter. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely gonna check that out. I, yeah, I think based a on actor. a single chapter of the Captain's Log from Bram Stoker's classic, and it's a, and it's about Dracula getting coming uh, over. That's cool. And, like it, it sounds really interesting. I'm in. I'm in already. Uh, we got a couple more uh, stories to go through. So uh, first up, and I know this is a big one for us. I know I get diesel to watch the original show, anyways. Prime Video announced a new animated spinoff series for the boys titled Diabolical. As reported by Variety, the announcement was made in a special video by Billy Butcher's uh, Carl Urban. Along with the title reveal, it was announced that Diabolical will consist of eight episodes and will serve as an animated anthology series set in the same universe as Prime Video's The Boys. Uh, there is no question that you guys are the greatest fans in the world, Urban said. As a special way of saying thank you to you, uh, we've got a little surprise for you, which is going to drop early next year. Well, we've been hard at work on season three, have asked a few of their celebrity mates to cook up eight deliciously unique, twisted animated episodes set in the world of the boys. You might say they're diabolical. The Boys producers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg will also serve as writers on the series with each of the eight episodes telling a unique story. Ever since we saw the animated film The Animatrix, a series of short animated films set in the universe of The Matrix, we've wanted to rip it off, Rogen said. (laughs) Goldberg said in a joint statement, today that dream has come true. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I like it. Oh my God. So how are you feeling about Diabolical? I mean, it's in good hands. I mean, also the show's in good hands. I know, Diesel, you, we still have to get you to watch the show. The show is amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and watch it with you. <laughs> well, I, I probably will join you because I need to rewatch it, too, for the next I'm season. in. Let's all do it. It's so good. So great. So I can't wait for this as well. Uh, we got another really funny one, and uh, this came across the desk. And what have I been saying for years, Diesel? I have been saying that we need The Rock and Kevin Hart to remake the classic movie Twins. Yes. For obvious reasons. Well, <laughs> according to comicbook.com, the sequel to the 1988 comedy Twins starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito will start filming at the beginning of 2022. This information comes from DeVito, who is keeping himself busy by penning a penguin story in the newly released Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant 100-page anthology. The former penguin actor and star of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia gave an update on Triplets, is the name of the movie, the upcoming twin sequel that adds Tracy Morgan to its cast. DeVito told Forbes that Triplets will begin its filming in February 2022, and the actor can't wait to reunite with Schwarzenegger and director Ivan Reitman. Uh, this is exactly from their quotes. From Mr. DeVito, I've kept in touch with Ivan and Arnold over the years, and it's going to be a joy. I can't wait to do it. That's a long time coming. Uh, We're going to have some fun, and we have Tracy Morgan also in it, and I'm so excited about that. He said, uh, Twins was a story, uh, he said, uh, of course, Twins was a story about an unlikely twin brother, Schwarzenegger and DeVito, who were conceived in a laboratory. Triplets introduces Tracy Morgan into the mix as the duo's third brother, a black baby, also created in the same scientific setting. Dylan Dawson and Lucas Kavner penned the script with Reitman making his return to directing following uh, 2014's Draft Day, the last movie that Ivan Reitman has directed. How are you feeling? We're not getting Rock and uh, Kevin Hart, but we're getting a, uh, getting a sequel. Where are you at with this, Diesel? 
this should be fun. Like the original Twins was a great movie. I don't know if it holds up anymore. Probably not, but the idea is great, and it should be just a fun movie to watch. Like, I think you got to go PG-13 to R level with it, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. And if you got Tracy Morgan involved, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, I was a fan of Twins originally. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, like you said, so I don't know if it still holds up. Uh, it's definitely going to be a rewatch before we go see this. Yeah. Obviously, it'll probably be a review at some point in time. But uh, it's tough. I'm glad that they're actually doing it because I think it's the perfect time, actually. Well, we're going to end the nerd news on one final fun note. Um, and uh, me and Diesel are a fan of a, uh, a podcast. It's called The Real Ass Podcast. And uh, it's, it's Louis J. Gomez. Not for everybody, but we are fans of it. And on his program, he has what he calls the Real Ass Dude of the Week. <laughs> and... Uh, in the nerd culture, if, if we could steal that for just one second, maybe we'll have to come up with something different if these keep happening. But in, in the nerd culture this week, we have a real ass dude. And that man is legendary filmmaker Ridley Scott. So let's set the table and picture, Diesel. I, 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 I want you guys to know why he's the real ass dude. So during he got into an exchange with a Russian journalist about his film The Last Duel. In the interview, the journalist comments how The Last Duel is more realistic than Scott's previous works, Kingdom of Heaven or Robin Hood. And Scott has some very choice words for the comment. The filmmaker quickly cut the journalist off. And I quote, and I quote, this is why he's real ass dude. Sir, fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you very much. Fuck you. Go fuck your, yourself, sir. Go on. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know the tone of the Russian journalist who asked the question, but depending on tone, it's not an insult. It's like The Last Duel is the most based in reality movie you have. Not saying that's anything bad against like Alien or Aliens or anything else that you've done, but this is most in the scope of the real world. Yeah. Based off a true story. But go fuck yourself. (laughs) By the way, and and it's really good. Like, it's a great movie. It is very. It is a movie in tune. In Diesel, I think you should see this. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's really good. So, but there is a movie definitely in tune with Requiem for a Dream. Okay, where where after you see it one time, you would feel like you need a shower, and you also (laughs) and 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 you might never have to see it again, and not for bad reasons. Just it's 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 a draining movie. It is very good though. I want to point that out to you. The the court the court scene though is hilarious. Oh yeah, I I laughed. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have laughed in it, but I did. So uh, this isn't the first time he's defended this movie, by the way. Yeah. He also did it on the uh, WTF podcast with Mark Marin. Uh, by the way, I want to read this direct quote because it's fucking great as well. Disney did a fantastic promotion job, Scott said. The bosses loved the movie because I was concerned it was not for them. I think that it boil- what it boils down to, what we've got today is the audiences who were brought up with these fucking cell phones. The millennial do not ever want to be taught anything unless you told it on their cell phone. This is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. This is a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this latest generation, I think. Wow. Way to call out people and call them idiots. (laughs) Real ass dude, or in this case, real ass nerd. Is it wrong that I think Ridley Scott's like only like 10 years older than us? 
Uh, like every I time, know, I, I think he's old. No, right? I know he is. No, I know he is. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, is it wrong that I just like, yeah. like his, his interviews and stuff? Yeah. Like when you read him and stuff, I'm just like he's like one of us. But I know he's. Yeah. I know he's into he's into his seventies. Yeah, like yeah, he's it, an old man. Now. No, I I, yeah. I get it. I understand. But like I, every time I hear him, like oh, I think guys, of I think of aliens. Yeah. Guys, you are so off. He's 84 years old. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> but, but but you know what? He you know what the thing is? He keeps in touch and in tune yes. with what's going on in the world. But that's what and that's he makes great movies. Honestly, there's there, there's a couple. He's had a couple stingers, and you're going to have those over yeah. the years. Yeah. But for the most part, he's made some of the most legendary movies of all time. Yeah. You know, Alien is one of the greatest movies that ever be made. Yeah. So I mean, take that for what it is. You know what I mean? Like no. it, he's he's a phenomenal. No, he's I just, phenomenal. It's just Blade Runner. I, Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. Another great yeah. movie. You know, like, it's there's sequel? a lot of things. Not so much. <laughs> I mean, right now, House of Gucci didn't do too well, but Gladiator was great. Yeah. Although we know he's coming back for the Gladiator sequel we talked Time about a couple weeks traveling ago. traveling Gladiator. Oh, I mean, The Martian. The Martian yeah. was great. Oh, I mean, science the shit out of this. We could go on and on. He's he's doing that Napoleon uh, biopic. Kit Bag is what it's called. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean the guy does to his own drum, but a lot of times he hits home runs. So you know what, real ass nerd of the week, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Ridley Scott telling you to go fuck. You. I love it. Fuck you, sir. Fuck you. Don't worry, Ridley Scott. No matter how bad your movies are, I will never put put them at the end of the podcast. You know what? I, I just want to throw this out to it, Ridley Scott. I'm going to get that quote so I can put it in the board <laughs> so I can use it, man. If, if, if I might have to reach out to you for it. I'm sure you'll be all right with it. I love this guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Nerd News. We are going to take our break. When we come back, it'll be time for Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. He's bringing you the box office. He's bringing you upcoming films and this week's top three. And then after that, it's Diesel's movie club time. And this week, in, uh, in lieu of the approaching... Uh, sequel to the matrix matrix resurrections we're going to go back to where it all began and we are going to review the matrix right after this break greetings henchmen and loyal subjects i am evan the great now i'm jvd we're your host of the fictional battle podcast crossover collision brought to you by the villains demand if you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites then this is the podcast for you New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thebuildsman.com. Back to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Got a relatively slow weekend in the box office. Coming in at number five with $3.9 million, The Eternals. Debuting on the list, Christmas with the Chosen, colon, The Messengers with $4.1 million. Well, I have no idea what that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those God movies. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, number three, House of Gucci with 6.8. Still, I didn't have time to see it. Yeah. I've I've heard nothing but bad things. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why. I, I mean, I worked a lot too, so I kind of just yeah. Missed that. Word of mouth has me off that one. Uh, number two this week uh, with another ten point four million dollars. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Should it deserves to make all the money? I, I might go back and see that this weekend. I've seen it three times, <laughs> counting New York Comic Con three times. No, twice I, it's been on the theaters. Like I think everybody needs to see it. I, I need it's to amazing. rewatch it. Amazing. And then number one with another twelve point seven million dollars, the uh, animated movie Encanto. 
Yes. Yeah, that's going to do biggest that time of year right. for uh, kids' movies. So it's perfect. Uh, and I've, I've heard good things about it, too, if you have children. Take them to see Encanto. Don't to go take them to see on December 10th, West Side Story. Yeah. A movie <laughs> about gang violence. Ugh. Uh, also coming out that day, Red Rocket. By the way, Red Rocket was very deceiving. There's a guy inside of a donut on the cover. I saw. I thought it was about a dog's dick. <laughs> Red Rocket, Red Rocket. And then the big movie this month, well, one of the two big movies this month, December 17th, Spider-Way, No Way Home. Spider-Way? Spider-Way. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man, No Way Home, <laughs> which we have tickets for. Spider-Way, No Man Home. I got it. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a better name, I think. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Let's let's change the fucking name. Let's do it. Let's go. It's going to be like a kung fu film, The Spider Way. <laughs> no Man Home. I love it. <laughs> All right, Diesel. All right. Our top three for this week, because you know we're re-entering movies that are beloved, the universes themselves. What movies, either franchise or single movies, would you like to see revisited? All right, my number three is just because it's been long rumored to have a sequel or they wanted to make a sequel, so fuck it, Scarface. Let's finally see that sequel. Only because I just want to get it out of the way. Like, come on. Yeah, come on. It was supposed to be Tony Montana's kid. Let's find out what's going on, what's really good. Uh, Number two, I'm going to take a page out of Diesel's book and go artsy. Three billboards. I want to find out what the fuck happened. I want closure. By the way, by the way, just because I'm being selfish, I just want to find out what happens. Can we find out what happens? That movie ends and does not give us a final answer. I'm kind of upset about yeah. that to this day. So let's go. Three billboards. Let's go. And my number one choice for things that need to get like a reboot or an addition onto the thing. You know what the hard part is? A lot of my dream ones are already getting shit because like Scream is getting a new one. Uh, you know, we, we were just talking about Matrix coming back is, is getting a new one. I, and we were talking in the news a couple weeks ago, Lord of the Rings possibly coming, or not Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, no, it is Lord of the Rings coming back. Because, uh, no, Harry Potter. It's Harry, Harry Potter. Potter coming back. And Lord of the Rings is coming back in a TV show form. I, I'm, I'm mixing it up. Spider-Way is taking me out of all of this. <laughs> uh, but, like, when, when I was thinking about what I wanted to see, and then, like, of course, we, you know, the I've said for a while it would have been the Twins reboot, but now we're getting yeah. a sequel to Twins. So it's like, slowly but surely, Hollywood is catching up to all of the things that I really, really, really want to see. With that being said, there's one thing that they haven't caught yet. And it is a movie that's near and dear to my heart, and it's going to be a comedy, and this is why it's number one, because sometimes you just need a laugh. I need a motherfucking sequel to Old School. Okay. Yeah. And I want the whole cast back. Yeah. That's right. Old School, sequel, make it happen. Tankapalooza. That's right, baby. <laughs> uh, Ron. All right. So, uh, this this is hard, because I don't, like, a lot of movies, I like, I don't remember which ones I'm like, I want to see a sequel to, because most of them have hit it. So, I'm going to go more, like... I yeah, see. I don't know. Like most of them already had sequels. So well, you, you could be the franchise too. So if you right. want to see them go more into that world, go into a different franchise. Whatever you want. I know it's like for the cop out. Obviously, more Star Wars. Yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. That's number three because uh, whatever. More Star Wars. I don't. I don't. More origins. Yeah. More origins of the Jedi. What, what, more. What, yeah. Whatever. Like I'll watch them all, and I'll either hate on them or not. Like, but I just love the universe. So. Um, Number two, I really hope they continue with Ghostbusters. Like I said, I wasn't a big fan of it. I get it. But I think everybody needed to see this movie. And I did enjoy it. So, like, it's one of those funny movies to me. Oh, I cried like a bitch. <laughs> number he one. He was crying like a bitch. The number one 
is I'm going to say Transformers, but not the way you think. I think the, from the animated series. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the Bumblebee. No, or Bumblebee, <laughs> but that's supposed to be what plays off yeah. Beast, Beast Rising or Beast Machines or whatever they decide to call it. But take the animated movie and continue that story, which they tried to do with the cartoon, but it only lasted like a half of a season or something. Like season four, I think, was after that. Maybe season three. Um, but like do Transformers the movie to the animated one. What? Awesome. Diesel, top three. All right. I got an honorable mention because we just talked about this like a month ago. District 9. They're, yeah, they're yeah. in works. I love that world, and I want to see more of it. Uh, but number three, we're going with uh, one of the two names of the movie, Live, Die, Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow. Very good movie. I, like I see that. really enjoyed that movie, and I would like to see that concept continue. Uh, number two, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I would... I watched seven more movies of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. By the way, did you see uh, Heidi Klum dressed up as Jessica Rabbit for mm. Halloween this year? Nope, but I'll be oh, up in my bunk brother. tonight. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then number one, um, and I got kind of excited when uh, a couple years ago when they this director made another movie in this genre, and it failed miserably, but I would love to see them go back to The Fifth Element. Ah, The Fifth oh, Element, yes. Dude, I love The Fifth Element. Yeah. And yeah, I would love guys. to see more of that world. Multi-pass? That, that was the one movie that they didn't do enough trailers for like because that 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 only trailer they had out there gave you no incarnation yeah. what that movie was and nobody went to see it that movie was great was but so that good. movie was i saw it in the theater yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I did too i, I love that movie vhs i saw it after word of mouth well with that being said we're at diesel's movie club and this week the movie club pick is the matrix since we are going to be watching matrix Resurrec- resurrections in a couple weeks we are going with the original the og what started it all the matrix and let's be honest it's because i wouldn't agree to watch either of the shitty sequels <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen uh the matrix originally was released at the man village theater on march 24th 1999 wide distribution in the united states on march 31st 99 in australia on april 8th 99 and in the united kingdom on June 11th, 99. There's a lot of different uh, releases. It runs 136 minutes long. It was produced by Warner Brothers, Village Roadshow Pictures, Groucho Two Films Partnership, and Silver Pictures. Uh, and then, of course, it was written by the Wykowskis and directed by the Wykowskis. Produced by Joel Silver. Cinematographer was Bill Pope. And it was edited by Zach Steinberg with music by Don Davis. It stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, Joe Palantonio, fuck, and so many more, uh, because we get to sit here and list the cast all fucking day. And uh, it was a budget of $63 million. Would you gentlemen like to guess what the, uh, it pulled in in the box office? 400. Ron. 120. Uh, Diesel was closer, 466.3 No, I know it was huge. I just Dollars. Dollars. And it spawned a whole franchise. Uh, so I did go back and actually watched The Matrix. I don't know if you gentlemen did. I, I did. I did, I did because I, did. I wanted to rank it from my eyes now and not yeah. the nostalgia of this. And we'll get to my ratings later on. So you know how we break this down. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's start out about what we loved about The Matrix. And I will start with Diesel because you have the biggest rock hard cock for this. So what is your <laughs> loves of The Matrix? I, I don't know. Like I, I got to go back to 1999 being a young, impressionable 15-year-old. <laughs> this movie was everything I ever wanted in life. You had the cool new inception of bullet time. You yeah. had some of the greatest special effects, which... Unfortunately, did not continue into the sequels. Like they tried to keep up with their own hype, and I think the best special effects in all their movies was in the original. And they should have just stuck with those. Yeah, um, but it was a great storyline. And for again, 
15 year old me this was awesome 15 16 year old me this was everything i ever wanted and uh the storyline was cool you know being plugged into the matrix finding out that we're just living in a simulation spoilers 20 some years later <laughs> what but uh yeah this movie was great and like I'll always be that 16-year-old at heart and just be like, ooh, cool guns. Ooh, <laughs> cool. Plug me in. I know Taekwondo now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, Ron, uh, what was your positives about The Matrix? Uh, after rewatching it, the positives are this. It was actually way better than I remember it after watching the crappy ones. <laughs> Not going to lie. The stock got elevated. I was like, okay, I, I pushed off watching this movie for a long time because I Watched the second one, never watched the third one. I'm not going back. I remember watching it originally at home on DVD because I didn't go to the theater to see it. And I was aging myself. Final Fantasy VII was the game going on. So I was playing Final Fantasy VII at the same time as watching this movie. And I actually turned off the game because I was trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is one of those movies you've got to sit down and watch. Rewatching it, like the action sequences are on point. Their, the story is actually decent. Like it, it's solid all the way through. It, it's I think it's a perfect story. Yeah. It might not have been delivered great, but it was a perfect story. Do you understand what I'm saying? The delivery in some parts. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna get to the negative. Yeah. So, those so but 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 like in on a rewatch, definitely rewatch this one before you see the the new one coming out. Uh, positives of the movie, I think, like, if you go back to 99, it was so groundbreaking and everything else. I mean, and now looking at it in different eyes, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I did like the story for the most part. I mean, let's be honest, it, it was a unique story, for especially for the time. Uh, it was at the perfect time for cyberpunk. Yep. Uh, and it was the perfect represent, representation of cyberpunk, for, at least for the first one. Um, I did like I did like the characters in the movie, uh, and I, I thought the concepts were really cool. And even to this day... Uh, a lot of the the action sequences definitely hold up. Uh, with that being said, let's turn over to negatives. And since I went first, last on the positives, I will go first on the negatives. Negatives of this movie, man, the CGI did not hold up at all. Oh my god! Uh, I, 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 you know, in my head, I remembered how groundbreaking and amazing this was, and I'm rewatching, going, "Ooh, that's rough looking. It looks like a fucking asylum film on on sci-fi." Now I understand, 1999, so I'm not taking away too many points. The only downside of that, though, is. Of all three movies, it's still the best one oh, for CGI. Because, oh my God, two is bad. This yeah. myth fight scene, it, it was like, it was done on like a home computer very shoddily. <laughs> and Ron pointed this out, but man, they're, oh boy, oh boy. Some of the acting in this movie was, whew. Um, Let me just say, Keanu Reeves, monotone, <laughs> emotionless, robotic Keanu Reeves. And I understand that's probably what they kind of wanted to go with, but woo, woo. There was still a little too much Bill and Ted left in there too, though, with the, oh, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, we, yeah. Whenever he, by the way, whenever he, whenever he shows emotion, it's like that weird nerdy kind of like like surfer guy emotion. <laughs> the rest of it is just very monotone. Well, yeah, they're yeah. like Mr. Anderson. He's like yes, and like when he tells him he's the one, he's just like, or no, when he goes to see the oracle and the oracle's like kind of tells him he's not the one. Yeah. and she goes, "What do you say?" I'm not the one. But it's like there's no emotion to it. Like it's just mostly like whatever. Uh, it does pay off. Like his acting, like his actual action in the movie, great. The the actual dialogue, not so much. Uh, but then again, the dialogue is pretty questionable in this movie overall, with yeah. the exception of Lawrence Fishburne, who reads this movie like it's fucking Shakespeare, and I loved every minute of it. 
and the only other thing that I question before I turn it over to you, gentlemen, is it wasn't me or was Hugo weaving <laughs> like super distracting in this film? Because I found him being super distracting a few times because he kind of was over the top with a Mr. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I didn't remember it being that funny, but I digress. It wasn't enough to ruin the movie for me, but uh, we'll get to that when we go to scoring. But I will just say there, there was some negatives going back to watch it. So we'll go in reverse order. Ron, your negatives of the movie, and you can even embellish on what yeah. I said as well. One, one of the negatives is it's one of those movies you have to watch from beginning to end to oh, understand what's going on. So it's not one of those ones that you can... In the theater, I could see where a lot of people lost because yeah. you ran out to get more popcorn, you ran into the bathroom. Like, there really isn't a good spot to stop. No. Because something's always... There's always some part of the story that's coming at you, even a small little sentence, and that comes back around all of a sudden. Um, the CGI, like you said, didn't really hold up. So watching it now, you're kind of like, I get it. Okay, but at the time it was groundbreaking, so okay. Like I said, the story itself is a near perfect story. It's just the execution on said story <laughs> in this movie isn't there because everybody's doing something different in this movie. And you're just like, Ugh. but if you can break down the story itself, it's a hell of a story. Yeah. And the concept that came to make the franchise was an amazing concept till you got to the second one. And then you got to the third one. <laughs> Dude, once you get to those, those yeah. the, the dreadlocks wins, it's over. Yeah. But uh, I, I just want to uh, like jump on uh, the, the piggyback something you said. The the one thing that I think about, uh, and you talk about people getting up and getting popcorn and stuff, you got to remember, in 1999, a two-hour-plus movie was unusual. Yes. Like, most movies, when this movie came out, were were an hour and a half-ish. Yeah, 80 minutes to if, uh, hour to 94 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and anything that went past... An hour and a half was like epic movies, like yeah. Casino or mm. X or, you know, mm. insert any epic fucking movie that we can give you. But they had to be epic movies. Yeah. This was one of those first action films. And action films especially. Action films from the day were really... 75 minutes. Yeah. They really followed the horror movie like logic of the shorter the better. So when you had this movie that was two hours long, I could see where the theater goers were kind of restless in their seats. But this would become the norm. By the by the time the sequels came out, the early 2000s, for those of you who weren't born then or are not old enough to listen to us, boy, oh boy, that's when we got two hours everything, including Bad Boys 2, remember, that went in at 220? Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, why? Because everything had to be two fucking hours for some I, reason. I enjoyed Bad Boys 2, but it, that was too long. So on a negative, I blame the major tricks for making movies over two hours that had no business being over two hours with this movie though as i agree i did like the story so it didn't bother yeah. me as much but you definitely had to see it all because if you yeah. miss they the wakowski's put so much intricate shit into it that literally you if you missed a sentence of dialogue you yeah. might not know what's going on in this movie yeah it's and it, they even and it even happens in the later one uh, at least with two i, I didn't watch well, you I know they're they, they are very art artiste artists if you will like and I've always artistic. Sorry, I've artistic. I've always made the joke, and I've said it uh, every time. I'm like the most talented person in Hollywood, Keanu Reeves agent, going from Bill and Ted <laughs> to The Matrix. Let's be honest, people. To John forget, Wick. To, don't forget. Hey, yeah, don't forget. Don't forget the Wolf Boy in in that wonderful movie as well. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just like I'm just saying like the most talented guy in Hollywood back then was Keanu Reeves agent. Yeah. Diesel, let's go with the negatives. I know you love this movie, but yeah. I know you have a few negatives. Yeah, we definitely have a few negatives. I, don't, I, will, I will go off of what you said. There was varying levels of actors here. Lawrence Fishburne was doing a masterpiece of Shakespearean acting. 
Hugo Weaving was trying to act Shakespeare. <laughs> trying to act Shakespeare. But it was wild, though. It and was acting, over the top. Acting Shakespeare without Shakespearean lines. Yeah. Um, and I know everyone loves Hugo Weaving. Like He's got the iconic great, voice. By the way, great actor. Not taking anything yeah. away from him, but he definitely overacts his role in this yeah. movie. And I don't know if that was like something that they wanted him to do because the character itself is. But that being said, like the, you had the top tier of Lawrence Fishburne. Then... He had a slight drop down. Then, he, and I love Keanu Reeves, but Keanu Reeves' delivery in this movie was god awful. Monotone the um, whole movie. <laughs> the same could be said with Carrie Ann Moss. She she was not great in this. No, as the leading actress in the movie, like not interested. Like I, like I was that was one thing when I was watching this. I'm like, all right, I get it. Nineties hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all it was. Well, I'm not even and, saying that. Like, and, like, like, I'm not even talking and, about her looks. But she, no, like, as no, the lead in a movie, yeah, she no, was not like, very charismatic. No. Yeah. Very but, standoffish. And so yeah. you're just like, how is he falling for her? Yeah. Because she no, was very kind of bitchy. But then you're like watching and like, okay, this was '90s hot. Okay, I get it. And now you're just like, yeah, there's yeah. N- you need somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um. That being said, though, like I know the CGI doesn't hold up, but I still watch this movie in '99 eyes and. I don't care what you say. When his mouth starts closing up, holy shit. No. I hate that. Oh, I love that. No, I I just, anything with sewing, like, mouth shuts and eye shuts, but, like, in Saw, like, freak me out, man. And then, you know, when the big reveal of when he unplugs from the Matrix, like, those scenes were disturbing, but so cool looking back then. And I think that still holds up. Now, Bullet Time, some of it's a little cheesy now, but, like, back in the day, man, that was the one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. I was like... Oh my yeah. god! And then you know, stopping the bullets. Watch these new trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. Nice. <laughs> By the way, I just want to end on a real positive note here. Uh, the most positive that you can take away from this movie is at least it did not have a POD song on the soundtrack. <laughs> Thank you for not having <sighs> "Dreaming of Zion." <sighs> well, with that being said, though, uh, it, before we give our scores, we need to find out what the scores from around the internet were. But, you know, we always love to do that in game form because it's time. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> you know, last week, Ron pulled up the offset and got the flawless victory. Can he do it again? Or will Diesel reclaim his throne? We'll find out in a moment because it's time to play the game. It's simple. These two gentlemen are going to guess uh, the scores that were given around the internet. And it is Price is Right rules. Whoever comes the closest without going over. Unless we get to the tiebreaker question and we're tied. And in that case, it is whoever gets closest to the number. Because you know what? We don't do ties here on 3FN. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. yes. By the way, I want to tell you that there is a new, uh, a new. Well, we've had it a couple times on here, oh, but it Jesus. is not our normal one. So, oh Jesus! But we are going to start with one of our normal ones for the Challenger Diesel IMDb out of ten using points. What did they give the Matrix? Six point seven. Ronald. No, it's not lower than that. So, oh, seven point two. And Ron gets the point. 8.7 out of 10. Wow. I would never guess 8. 8.7 out of 10. All right, here is the new one. Ron, it does go to you. And this is this is out of five using points. Letterboxed. Letterboxed. Out of five using points, what did they give The Matrix? Uh, 3.4? 3.4. And Diesel? Know. Solid four. Yeah. Diesel goes with a solid four. 
And we're all tied up as Diesel gives it a 4.1 out of 5. <laughs> you were very close to, to busting there. All right, so for the win for both of you, our tiebreaker is bound. Rotten Tomatoes, Diesel, out of 100%. What do they give The Matrix? I don't know. 82. 82. Ron? Oh, fuck you. Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. 62. Your winner and new champion, Diesel. (laughs) 88% 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. going to give it 88%. Funsies, Ron, what did they give it on Google out of 100%? Uh, 92. Diesel. God damn it. I, I got to stick with my 88. But yeah, I think 92 sounds really good. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you were going by tiebreaker rules, Ron would have gotten 91%. Oh, Jesus. 91%. <laughs> So, with that being said, we have now checked out the entire internet. We have gotten the uh, the numbers from other places. It is time for us to give you our nerd scores. And, of course, I will give you my critical score as well. Uh, of course, reminding you, the nerd score is an entertainment score. This is how entertained we are by the movie. It does take into account our critic, uh, critical review, but we also give a little more points to creativity. I always use the example of Maximum Overdrive. Maximum <laughs> Overdrive is a movie that we all, well, at least two of us out of three, I don't know if Diesel does or not, love the movie. We would give it a four out of five. However, let's be honest, in a critical score, it's lucky if it's a three out of ten. <laughs> so that should tell you where we're at. And, of course, its scores go as follow. One is no. That means you should never watch this movie two is you've been warned that means if it's a slow day and you don't mind it it probably isn't going to be great but hey you've been warned go ahead and watch it three is take it or leave it which means it's not a bad movie probably should save it for when it's free you don't have to add it into the rotation but you're not going to complain about it it will give you a fix of a decent movie four is just take my money this means if it's in the theaters you should go see it if it means uh, if it's not in the theaters it means you should add it to your collection probably add it into your yearly or bi-yearly or however you do it movie collect uh, rotation it's definitely worthwhile and then, of course, number five, the five is Certified Nerd. And that means it is reserved for the best of the best movies that have ever been made. So with that being said, Diesel, because you have the biggest rock hard hard on for this movie, we will go to you first. What is your nerd score for The Matrix? So this one is definitely Certified Nerd for me, but on the very lower end of the spectrum for the Certified So very nerd. limping in. Yeah. It, it makes Certified Nerd, even though the sequels were atrocious as a whole, the entire trilogy onwards now makes it to certified nerd for me ron what are you giving on the nerd scale i'll give it a four i think you really need to see this especially with the new one coming out you know what if you would have asked me in 1999 if you would have asked me before i rewatched it i would have probably told you certified nerd but after rewatching it i'm giving it a four it's still it's still up there it just does not hold up it's not that it completely doesn't hold up it's just like now I'm like, oh, like I can't can't imagine t- showing this to my stepson and being like, eh, this is a cutting edge film because you know he doesn't have the same nostalgia for it as I yeah. do, and that has to come into uh, into accountability. And, and the society ebbs and flows. The '90s we were really angsty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, my critical review of the movie, uh, and mind you, this is my 2021 review of the movie because uh, once again, I think this movie would have scored higher if you're going back to 1999 self, especially as groundbreaking it is, and I. Add that in a little bit into my critical score because you have to remember this movie was groundbreaking. But nowadays it has aged 
not like a fine wine, but more like a, a box of uh, Froza or whatever you call it. Uh, so with that being said, I, I will say this. I still think it's a good movie. I still think it's worth a watch. I actually was debating if I was going to go. You know how I debate between two scores a lot. So I'm going to go on a little. I'm going to cut the number and go in, in the middle a little higher because uh, I was debating between like a, a seven and between seven and eight somewhere. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. I think it's a fair score. It's still a really good movie. It is just outside of that top echelon of movies. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. Every so often you should put this in, especially if you're from our era. If you're in our age group, which means you're in your somewhere between your mid-30s to your mid-40s, you'll still have fine, fine memories of this movie. And I think that you'll be glad to go give it another try. Uh, as far as the sequels go, I have not, I'm not going to have the balls to watch them ever. Uh, I will watch Resurrections when it comes out, but I'm never going to watch Reloaded or Revolutions ever in my life again. Uh, even with a gun to my head, not happening. I'd, I'd rather take the bullet. There's only two good scenes in the, both those movies. And it's like the end scene when he stops the Sentinels and in uh, Revolutions when he's in the real world and he sees uh, Agent Smith as he's taken over Bane with his, when he's blinded and he sees him in his fire vision. Those are the only two cool scenes. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to ignore rough. it. Uh, although I do think that they should have done what uh, what they did in uh, certain uh, video games and just had the dog be the creator. That <laughs> made the movie a lot better. With that being said, though, that is our review of The Matrix. Once again, we will be reviewing Matrix, Re Matrix Resurrections after it comes out. Uh, but before then is next week. And next week, during Diesel's Movie Club, we have decided because of... Spider-Way, Spider-Way, I almost did what yes. you said, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Spider-Way No Man Home. Spider-Way No Man Home. Uh, we are going to go back to where it all started, Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man flick. We are going to review that, uh, and then of course the following week will be Spider-Man No Way Home that we review, and the week after that will be Matrix Resurrections. To end out the year, because the start of 2022, we will be giving out the nerdies for our favorites, uh, our, our favorites and our worst, because we're gonna we're gonna have a whole list. So I can't wait for that. So those are the next few weeks of reviews, and of course the last week we aren't doing reviews. We are the first week of the year. We will not be doing a review. We will be doing the nerdies. Uh, very exciting time coming up here on Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Uh, I would like to take this time also to make a, a brief announcement. Uh, so as you guys know, 607TWS has moved off. I did a little sooner because the numbers have moved over. If you do want to listen to the wrestling show, all about pro wrestling with myself and Ken M from the ODPH, you can do that, of course, on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Every Monday night, we're live. Join the chat, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, it stays up on Twitch for 14 days, so you can watch it on Twitch. Or you can go ahead and uh, get the podcast. The podcast form is under its own thing. It just search 607 TWS. If it is not on the provider you use, let me know and we will get it on there. Uh, from what I understand, it's been on all the major ones. So you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, uh, and uh, Good Pods. There's a whole bunch of them. I think uh, Google Google Podcasts is on there as well. So most of the major ones, if it's a smaller one or maybe even, I don't think it's on iHeartRadio, but I don't know how much listenership we really have on iHeartRadio, even for us. Uh, so once again, if you are on there, we are going to be working to get it on those ones anyways. But for the most part, you can find it anywhere you get great podcasts. That's an announcement. But on this channel, we've always had multiple things, and that's, gonna, that's not going to be any different. So what we're going to be doing instead is it's not like a full-on podcast, but Every couple weeks or so, I don't want to put, uh, it might be every week, it might be every couple weeks, it might be when we think, 
Uh, certain weeks, we're going to be going to see multiple movies and such, which I know in the Christmas season, we will be going to see multiple movies. Uh, I'm going to, if the gentleman here at the table or anybody else wants to jump on, we'll be doing some extra movie reviews that you can hear just on here. Also, I'm uh, debating doing something that I'm debating calling Rich's Ramblings, which will be me talking about uh, podcasts and uh, other uh, or podcasts I might be listening to, comic books I'm watching, TV programs. Once again, the gentleman can join me or other guests can join me, but uh, that's what we're going to be doing going forward forward uh with a little extra content on the channel for you guys because we don't have enough time to talk about everything on the three finders podcast without making these four hours long and we're not going back to those dark days are we diesel oh, fuck no <laughs> so there's a little announcement i wanted to get out of the way so be on the lookout here in december and definitely in january as we add a little bit extra uh like i said i do know the week of christmas there's a couple other movies where we me and diesel are going to be seeing so i'm sure he's going to come in and we'll, we'll do a quick review for those movies uh, you know so some diesel's movie club bonuses on here uh, and also, like I said, I, 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 occasionally I'm going to be dropping in. I know that I, I want to do a Rich's Ramblings on My Hero Academia. Uh, there's some comic books I've been reading, especially on uh, Comicsology, that I want to talk about as well. And so much more. So uh, keep your eyes on that right here on this network, giving you all the value we can. Because, you know, we, we're fat guys. We like to overcompensate. But with that being said, it's time to pay them bills around here, Diesel. It's time or shameless plugs. And of course, that means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any podcast provider and booyakasha. There we are. Of course, remember, for everything we talk about, it is the number three, not the word three, uh, for three fat, fat nerds. Or you can even type in three FN. You find it easy. Easy, easy, lemon, squeezy. You know what I mean? Of course. Make sure to subscribe or follow on whatever podcast provider you use so you can get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week. Don't get catfished. We're not the two fat nerds. We're not the four fat nerds. It's the three fat nerds. Type that in Facebook. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. At Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you're following us on all those great social media platforms. And remember, for all of our social medias, use the hashtag 3FNPod. But Rich, I love the Matrix. I disagree with you. Well, if you disagree with our opinions, email us, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, that brings us to the double shot. Of course, I mentioned a minute ago, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Make sure you're following us there because we do every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M. from the ODPH talk all things pro wrestling, 607DWS. Join the chat, have your opinions heard, and join us and have a lot of fun. Of course, also, we do wrestling pay-per-views on there we do ufc pay-per-views on there we do movie nights which we're gonna have a movie night coming up in december we just haven't figured out what the movie is going to be quite yet and most importantly if you're listening to this as this comes out this weekend we are going saturday night we're going to be live on twitch.tv slash 67 podcast 7 30 p.m eastern standard time as we give our live reactions and commentary to the last ring of honor show at least until April, maybe longer. Who knows? Final battle. So you are going to want to join us. It's going to be a lot of wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, if you've never watched Ring of Honor, you might want to jump in now. You might want to see what it's all about, but we're going to have a great time. And I guarantee we'll be joined by some awesome guests as well. So that's going down this upcoming Saturday on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Make sure you're following that. And also make sure you're following those social medias as we tell you when we're going live. Of course, that brings us to if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 812 productions you pay one dollar the only other tier is three dollars you get a ton of extra bonus content and guess what you help support the podcast and streams and everything else we do here and we thank you for that each and every week diesel hey we're not gonna do the bit because i don't want you to get sucked into the matrix <laughs> to stop yourself from getting sucked into the matrix make sure you go to our official page http colon 
backslash backslash eight one double deuce p r o d u c t i o n s dot com. That's right, eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions. When you go there, you can find out all about uh, the Three Fighters podcast, Horror Zone six zero seven six zero seven TWS. Plus, there is a page on there to talk about the bands that help us by supporting us with their music, such as Shot at the Robots, Second Suitor, Tom Jolu, Floodlands. The Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. The Jasons from West Virginia and more. Go check them out and support all those great bands on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Of course, also, uh, we have the Tee Public Store up there if you want to get some swag and help support us. Uh, mostly, uh, buy it on sale. I don't care about the money as much as I can care about you guys getting some sweet-ass swag. Which there's a sale going on right now, so check that link out. Of course, for anything I just said, if you forget about anything, the links are in the description of this podcast below. Of course, also on that website, we got our local sponsors, Diesel. You know about our local sponsors? Way too well. <laughs> exactly. And you know what, though? We're going to give them a shout out here as well. Because, first up, the people who provide us with the awesome 8122 Production Studios. That's right, Dragon Master Games. Located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And, of course, if you are in the 607 or traveling through the 607 and you want to find out about events going on at the shop, it's simple. Make sure you're following on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. Let me tag onto that one. Buy stuff from their website. You can even put in a note that you want Diesel to pull your order, and I'll do it. Also, you can put in the notes that you heard about on the Three Fighters podcast show, and we'll send you a free sticker. Absolutely. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the Three Fat Nerds sent you. Ronald! Two out of ten stars. Titanic is just crap. I wasted three hours of my life watching this crap, and I want them back. Bad acting, too. A bad script. With a bad soundtrack smeared on top. Why? The money they spent making this shit could have been better spent ending world hunger and poverty, which is probably would have been done three times over, so why? 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 Bottom line, piece of shit, this movie is a piece of shit. One day, I had a crap, and it was utterly more enjoyable than this utter excrement. It also sunk like a ship hitting the iceberg. Also, Kermit the Frog would have been way better casting in the role Leonardo DiCrapio played, and played by Miss Piggy could have just been Kate Winslet's portrayal. Two out of ten stars. Titanic just sucks, people. Diesel, I feel like they offended you in this. Fucking what kind of scat enthusiast is that? Like, holy shit, man. Like, I, I, by the way, I, I, w- I would like to know what his review of Two Girls, One Cup was. <laughs> Cinematic gold. <laughs> they solved world hunger. Two girls at one time. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, remember, we come to you each and every uh, Tuesday, unless you're on Patreon, and we come to you every Monday night with the unco- unedited, uncooked edition. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, until next week. Make sure you guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I only have one thing left to say, and that is... Later, nerds. Later. Mr. Anderson. Glitch. Titanic just sucks people. Damn hard I can no longer stand in this room
Top ropes, one 